All right. Welcome everyone to an AMA this 3rd of March, Friday the 3rd of March. Okay, let's do a quick bunch of updates. Uh, Nadia has been sick, but she's anyway been really cautious about this market. I think being conservative is right with the gold at the moment. Um, Parker, similarly, you know, we've been watching the sideways stuff. Parker, when it comes to the currency stuff, you mentioned you are looking now to do some of these uh, channel swings. Parker, are you there? Oh, there we go. Yep, yep, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, DCA down, and if it comes up, then we'll sell local top. So, cool, awesome. And and like with the gold, we're working out how to handle leverage uh, for the currency stuff as well. So we're just working out those protocols internally, and then we will start applying some leverage as well. Because that way, you know, if we see something like we're very comfortable with a five percent swing. You know, as long as we have the downside worked out and put the stop losses in, you know, we could turn a 5% into a 15 or a 20%, right? So that's what we're already doing for Nadia. We're just working that out on the currency side. So that will be implemented soon. Um, on the emerging blue chips, uh, Bella, I think you mentioned that little pudgies and, and the rods are where you're very interested right now. Uh, you want to add any other info on that? How are you seeing kind of the mid-tier market? been offline for a couple of days which means a whole lot in this space um uh kind of like so the only thing that i have any uh th that we were confident making any decisions really on um was those pudgy plays um and it's kind of like everything else like moonbird like like it, it's we're in this very sensitive market where people are very careful of where they put money and very few money is staying in any one project for a long enough amount of time and it, it's very quick moving uh so some of the uh, some of the things that would fall under emerging markets we just it, it's it's too quick of a timeline and and too risky to really make a lot of these plays so it's just playing it more cautious while we wait to figure out kind of what's happening uh with all the markets that's a lot of what's going on um and, and moonbirds would be another example of that is like they had their announcement and um, like, I do think that they'll come back from this, but the question is when and how long, and do we want to wait, um, with liquidity tied up for that long? Like, is it worth the, the loss opportunity cost of holding the liquidity for uh, a shorter turnaround? Um, and that's kind of also what we're factoring in. Yeah. And, 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 and there's not, you know, when we say short term or long term, I mean, for example, we're quite happy to enter something for three to four weeks, right? You know, that's already a threshold because, you know, we have enough money allocated to emerging blue chips and blue chips. That, that's that's short term to us, right? Three, four, five weeks, that's not the end of the world, right? We've been holding a clone for a while. That's not the end of the world. The problem, the uncertainty in Doodles, Moonbirds and Clone X right now is that might end up being a six to eight months marriage, okay? Because there's a real sense of like, what the hell are these people doing? I think Clone X has already turned around a little bit. The community has consolidated a bit and they, you know, they, they, they feeling like, okay, the ball's in your core team, but there's actually a plan that makes sense to the community of hodlers. When it comes to doodles, the feeling I'm getting from some, most of the, the OGs are like, well, yeah, okay, they're building a big business. What the hell does that have to do with us, right? How's that going to play into the OG? I, re I, I feel a real concern over there. And similarly with Moonbirds, 
you know, they're, they're having a midlife crisis now, like a full-blown midlife crisis. There's no way to mince it. I mean, they're scrapping high-rise. And we're so far away from that early mint that people forgot that high-rise was meant to be the pillar of things and that people were talking up about Kevin Rose being a social networking guru and high-rise is supposed to be the social network for artists and stuff. We're so far from that. And in the meantime, we've dealt with fanny packs and socks and, and all of this stuff and CCO. And, and so there is a, a lot of grumpy, grumpy looking birds in that, in that place right now. And that's not, a, that's not a short-term turnaround. I mean, as you said, Bella, you know, it's probably not the end for them. I'm sure it's not the end for them. But it's a series of unfortunate events, a lot of them caused by them. And Ryan Carson adds to that because, I mean, he was pretty much fired you know, back in the day, and he was accused of doing trading, and now he's left with disgrace. And that blows back on Moonbirds, because this team that people had so much conviction in, they're like, hold on a second, can they actually pull off anything? Uh, and what, you know, what what are we? So I think they're in a full-blown midlife crisis, which means, again, I don't think, you know, it's, it's certainly more impressive still than most projects, but you know, that, that standard is not a very high standard to cross, unfortunately. So I think, you know, we, we will watch tentatively if we see things change. I mean, it doesn't take much as well, thankfully, for things to change in the space. Um, you know, like people can be pissed off with a Zuki and yet that turns around just six weeks later and people are like, you know what, fuck them. I'm the art still better than everyone else. The execution still better than everyone else. I'll ride with Zagabond into hell together, you know shoot me later you know so there is that situation so that might turn around for all three of these projects but i think the overall market sentiment is depressing anyway and so it's not going to help someone like moonbirds right now no totally and then just to, to mention like the whole zygabon one of the kind of equivalents like when people were debating this and again like i haven't um with the internet like me being offline for almost two days um uh, and during the announcement, like I know that I have, like I have to listen to it to be able to like really grasp where I'm kind of gonna where I'm gonna land on this one for the time being. Um, but it's being kind of said, like, do you want a Zagabond who um, goes and has multiple projects and they might fail or whatever, and, and he don't know what he's doing, or the Kevin Roses who are doing it in public and are, are showing you their faults and their missteps and all of this? And there, there, there is like it is a midlife crisis of what do you support and what do you not? And it needs the, the dust has to settle enough to know um, how long you're going to be in bed before anything kind of happens. And like the, the oddities at the just underneath and all of that, like it, it is um, most likely, I would say that that's going to turn around. But then the flip of that is that was also the thought that we had with doodles at one point. Um, and the reality is if we don't, if the community doesn't end up vibing or something ends up turning it just slightly off, it's done. And it's done almost instantly because they've already taken those losses. And Moonbirds did take a huge loss with Ryan Carson. And it's mainly because up until um, his point of like complete capitulation, they never really stood out against him. And they still all remained buddy buddy, despite the fact that he was doing these things that were questionable. Um, so I think that did um, tarnish. And then at the end of it, then Kevin Rose just kind of laughed it off. And um, like there was like some jokes in the discord. Like, so it was just it's very quick and dismissive of someone who was once your your friend that you never really said a whole lot about. 
Um, so there is, there's a lot uh, of interpersonal, the, the politics and interpersonal of the corporate world does not stop just because we're in web three and it thrives very much. So, so those are like, it, it, it's a hard condition to try to track, but you have to track it. Um, because that's why like the, the pudgy play is there. Um, the community's happy and people like Lucas. So the politics of it are, are good and solid right now. And, um, it's kind of the same thing with a lot of the other projects that we're watching. If the, if the politics, even with Zagabond, while his past politics might not have been the greatest, his current are okay. Um, so so there's more possibilities or hope uh, in, within projects when the politics are more aligned with uh, positivity and joy. Yeah, I, I would even say, though, that Zagabond is, is, you know, if you compare, if we want to do something that's a bit painful over here, Zagabond is Trump and Kevin Rose is Obama. And the question really becomes over here, did you, do we want to absolutely fall in love with these founders or do we need them to build something, right? Zagabond, on a personal level, people have issues against him, right? Was it honorable? Was it nice? Is he a good guy? You know, and all of that. When you look at his track record, you know, he's like Trump. Few businesses go bankrupt, keep building. But, you know kind of did you invite him in to do a job and Zagabon is doing that job whereas the whole Moonbird thing you know Brian Carson uh, sorry right yeah Ryan Carson and Kevin Rose are all about well they're such nice guys they're such nice guys you know and and then Ryan Carson pulls that and you know and starts crying on and, and some of the listeners are crying we didn't hire you to be nice guys right we hired you to build something that's hard to do right building a startup is a hard thing to do when it succeeds, right? And this is a very hungry competitive space. So we need to know that you can go the extra mile. I mean, you know, I'm mentioning the tears of here, not because I don't think people should have emotional weakness. I've got, you know, I've had plenty of bad days, but I'm, uh, you know, like, it's like man up, my friend, in the case of Ryan Carson. You're the one who caused us trouble, you know, if you, you know, whatever but so yeah interrupt i think one i just wanted like that was a brilliant analogy of the whole trump obama thing because it really does kind of put it into perspective of kind of what's happening right like um but also the 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 nice guy i'm calling bs on it they are really great at making people feel comfortable but the reality is some of the things that they have done or said when they're behind closed doors or what they thought were closed doors are often very shitty. And that is like the true test of care. Like honestly, and you know me, I have been the number one. No, I am not doing it because of Zagabond. And I was boycotting him for a very, very long time. I very much so rather lay in bed with someone who I know is a piece of shit. And I know when I'm in bed with, excuse my language, than thinking that I'm going into bed with an angel and it's not right. And those like, that's when I'm, I'm, I'm pulling more and more from this. And this is what people are like, kind of like leaning into. They're like, well, how many times do you get to misstep and retrace or, or do something um, and then say, Oh, I didn't mean it that way before people are like, I'm kind of done with the BS, right? Like Moonbirds has changed and pivoted so many like someone was running down from like from from the moment of oddities and how that announcement happened and they just kind of ran through everything that's happened over the course of the year 
Um, and it's not a good track record uh, at all. It, it's actually pretty horrible. Um, Moonbirds is Canada, not- Bella. <laughs> no, but you know, but you know what I mean, like because because they they're they're like they're they it's like it's like you know Trudeau being with like all this niceness stuff. I mean, gosh, I'm really doing the political things today. But honestly, it's exactly like you say. You know, for example, when they went CCO, there's CCO. It's as a lot of people say. Look, we could have concluded that CCO was the the, the best solution. But you didn't consult us. You didn't talk about us. You told us a, a, a set of promises. I mean, they could be getting get a class action lawsuit now because they've shown a, 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 a systemic way of pivoting from all their early promises multiple times, right? Like they promised that you had IP rights. They promised they were building high rise. Who's unilaterally scrapping all of these things? Like they really are showing you that you are just the consumer, uh, while trying to, as you say, make you feel comfortable with them just pivoting all the time. Completely. And it was even the same thing when they were talking about the cancelling of the proof of conference. And you know what? I like I completely, I don't know, somewhere it blipped out of my head, but that was part of their original roadmap. It's not like proof of conference was an add-on. Proof of confidence conference was was a core part of the original Moonbirds, either Moonbirds or proof um, um, roadmap. So when they took that away, then they were like, you did it. Like, it's one thing when you, okay, you, you did it with CC zero, right? You, you took it away, you made a misstep and you're like, well, maybe we should have consulted you. But then they, they're like, well, the same thing with proof of conference. Maybe if you would have came to us and said, Hey, it's going to cost us $5 million out of pocket, out of our treasury. I don't know. We have 17 years of runway. Are you okay with us at this expenditure? Right? Like there's no consultation or, or, link back to the community and that's like time and time again so how many times um until the community is done and and i think that's the point that we're at they're like they're, they're tired it's it's a tired community they've been exhausted um there are some very loyal supporters and it's like even like the wording like kevin made a comment of you know day one nesters will always be rewarded and the day one nesters were like well my nesting can transfer over so it doesn't even matter i'm not rewarded and people who aren't part of the ecosystem are like so you're telling me i will not be treated equally because i'm not a day oneer like literally both sides are mad about the exact same statements right now um it's 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 all it's a lot like i think people want something to pick apart and be a villain and to downfall a lot and uh I guess this week's flavor of uh, let's roast is going to be Moonbirds. Yeah, I mean, you know, Doodles got out of the line of fire because Doodles actually made a fairly good announcement recently where they like, we heard you. We're going to make sure that the traits you get in these Genesis boxes and things are one of one. But the funny part uh, about the announcement today, though, huh? their new announcement. So Doodles had another announcement today and it's like, they they did their their roadmap, which is like the the a picture of their thing, their the what they want to accomplish, um, and it's nothing that we don't know. Like yeah. I literally stared at it, and I'm trying to find a teaser, and I'm like, they're doing. Everyone keeps asking them to stop doing the announcements of the announcements, and then oh, yes. they are continuing it. So I don't know. Again, how much are we learning? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I was going to say that that the part that they're being roasted on is this announcement of the announcements, right? Like, 
we hear you, we need to communicate more. This is us announcing that we're going to communicate more. And then the communication more is, here's clarity in case you weren't sure what we've already told you. <laughs> it's like, hold on a second. But within all of that nothingness, they did get to the point of understanding that if they are claiming to be really about IP and customization and you are your doodle, they are they have pivoted to the point where everything in the Genesis boxes is going to be unique items. So in other words, it's new IP, not just kind of washing the same IP from the duplicator. Again, does anyone care about that? Fantastic question, right? I was that, just waiting to say, I'm like, but nobody wants it right now. So what does it matter? <laughs> well, I mean... I don't know if Farrell Williams can onboard, you know, two million, like, because Reddit does that, by the way, if you go to Reddit avatars, if you've any of you have checked the Reddit avatars, you can change out of, you can, if you have two avatars that you bought, right, or that you got for like the World Cup, you can change, like you can use the hat from the one and the shoes from the other. So apparently it is something, but it's not something yet because they're still speaking to us who are seeing ourselves as high-level collectors or investors, and yet they are communicating all the stuff for the two million people they're supposed to onboard but haven't onboarded yet, right? Yeah, That's no, for question. sure. And, and I think, the, like, these are projects that if you have, um, like, like the, if, if you have some liquidity and, like, you know, you've done your research on it and you think that, like, you know, you, you vibe with the community and where you think that they're going to go, like, these are great prices, Um over the next couple of weeks, there's possible that it continues to bleed out a little bit more. Um, but these are like, these are going to be your lows. I, I would assume unless we have like some serious black swan events, kind of like you remember when um, mutants were like hitting like all time lows and we were like, Whoa, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is what's kind of happening with these projects is they're, they're going there and either these are their lows or they're going to die. Um, yeah. So if you have faith that they can pull out, like it's a good longer term and longer term means to me at this point, um, anything that is past three months yeah. is long term in this space, yeah. in my opinion. Well, that's, that's what I was going to add. I was going to say that you're probably right about these being near their lows, but it might be at least a four to six months marriage right now because the amount of like clone X will probably be the first one to turn around because they just have to the people the community overall likes the concept that they're building a luxury brand and metaverse ready stuff they just now need to do a rollout that is of one or two items that is successful for people to go okay cool your ideas aren't just good you can actually execute whereas doodles and Moonbirds, I think, are full-blown midlife crises, right? Like people are like, hold on a second, how does this relate back to us? And what and and what the hell are you, right? Uh, yeah, and, so and that's going to take time. Yeah, and the, I was going to say the other difference is also with the Moonbirds and Doodles, non-holders have very strong negative opinions about these ecosystems now. Where Clone X non-holders have don't have a negative, like a strong negative. They might have a neutral or a I don't know. But there's not that the strong negative. And the, when the fact that non-holders have a strong negative, it's really hard. And it's going to take a lot more to swing that and bigger, exciting things to bring it. And knowing that they're canceling events and everyone's pulling back and the micros and macros, it is definitely a longer marriage. And it's not one that you need to rush into because the opportunity um, will probably be 
around for a little bit. Wonderful. Uh, okay, on the blue chips, um, I am mostly following Yuga and Azuki at the moment. Um, the I am starting to do a little bit of blur farming uh, while I'm doing the kind of Azuki and Yuga. Overall, though, uh, and we have a minor position in Renga, which I will probably get us out of soon. We're expecting an announcement, I, I think, in the next few weeks. Uh, in addition to the merch announcement, there's a, a kind of a Renga-specific announcement. They've just done a partnership announcement over there. Um, oh, yes, before I get onto this, I just want to mention one other thing for the emerging blue chips, although I will probably be the one covering it. Uh, Pearl is working on a report for the for the main derivatives of Yuga, right? The derivatives that have like really done well. So things like mutant hounds, um, um, ape ape DeFi, which is matchy Big Brother's kind of uh, loaning platform that's just started and it's holding a strong price as well. Jenkins of LA, and um, we are now also going to be adding Applied Primate and Vora. For those who are not familiar with Vora, Vora is basically like what mutant hounds were for mutants, but for coders. Okay, and it's a you know pretty impressive team, and they're really doing a lot of videos and stuff. We want to quickly front run this uh, report because we want to look at what has worked for the other projects because mutant hound really did do insane things, and so if we can capture even a quarter of that for something like Vora or Applied Primate. Uh, that will be amazing. So we're front-running this in advance so that we've got the reports ready to be able to move on that. But for those of you who are interested, the alpha over here is really jump into Applied Primate and into Vora. Um, see if you want to get involved over there. I'll, I'll put the Discord invites. Um, get in. Okay, I'll put the invites over here. Oh, yeah, Kings. Kingship, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, Poe, actually, we can add, we can make mention of kingship. I mean, they don't really have a product that people read, but sure, let's make special mention of kingship because I'm sure they will eventually do something. Um, but yeah, I'm going to put these two discords because these have, um, these two have mutant town potential, in my opinion. So, you know, follow into these. But I just wanted to mention that before I moved on to the blue chips, because that's still an emerging blue chip aspect. So we are watching that. There might be a good opportunity there. Uh, because last time with Mutant Towns, we didn't have the mandate, right? We couldn't quickly put together a report. So we had minted them and flipped them, but you know, none of us really had trading capacity for them. And Bella had mentioned at that point, look, maybe we want to, but we tried to follow our own protocols. So this is an opportunity for us, hopefully. Um, then, as I was saying, on the blue chips, mostly following Yuga and Azuki assets right now. Um, I am starting to see more and more trends and I am watching Franklin closely and talking to Franklin and Matchy. So I'm starting to see where how they are doing their Mexican wave a little bit better. In other words, there are quarter of an ETH or half an ETH plays. And when you do that over four, four, you know, four dogs or three mutants, it does come out to a respectable amount of money. So, you know, again, my head is pretty much in my move right now, but anything I'm comfortable with, I will be erring on the side of caution, um, you know, because I think that's something that 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 is particularly f fat cats. So many others talk about the upside. They don't talk about the potential downside. I think, you know, we we try to make find opportunities that, you know, if we either end up being married to them, it's not the end of the world because we don't think the project's junk uh, or the downside is fairly low. 
you know, that is a policy that we try to follow over here as kind of the best practices from the from the mutual fund industry. And so similarly, you know, if my head's not in the game, my head's not in the game. Uh, and it's a very difficult game right now because the way I explained it to, to the counts and a few others is think of it like this, okay? Usually when projects used to mint in the past, like a big high project, like look at Mama Guru, okay, this week. The equivalent of like fundamental analysis in the space right now is narrative, right? So if the narrative and the momentum and the hype, if all the boxes are ticked, right? We who've been in the space long enough will notice like, okay, this one's going to pop, right? The, we, we could see a week before Art Gobblers minting that Art Gobblers was going to be something exceptional, right? In terms of price movement. So that's called what we call the narrative, right? If the narrative is strong enough and all the factors come together, it's, we can see when it's a play. And then we quickly watch the volume and how fast it minted out. We've got enough metrics and enough alpha groups and enough whales that we know that we can see something special is happening. And the whole way through the initial blur drop, that was still the norm, right? In other words, people still were trading the products they wanted. There were very few people that were just farming blur because blur was still an unknown it's like okay cool you know what i mean they're doing something special the tokens are going to be worth something no one thought they were going to be worth this kind of price okay until maybe when stop blur started flipping the volume of open scene people were like holy shit there's something really remarkable happening over here but i was using blur because it was a great tool for me to be able to list on three marketplaces at once and I'd speak into the founder and it was easy and fast and, and clever and so I just did my regular business on blur right now that the first drop has happened and they're going to they doubling token rewards and people know the coin is worth a lot of money you are starting to see almost a derivative of trading happening and what I mean by that is People, and I've spoken to some big traders, they're telling me they're not even watching projects anymore. They are just watching what is trending on Blur and trying to front run each other in bids and get out fast enough and so on and so forth, right? In other words, they are literally just farming Blur. And that is creating a situation where you're seeing movements in dogs or in mutants or in Azuki beans or whatever else or other side deeds Okay, that is, there's no news, no announcement, nothing going on, except that enough people started choosing to use that one, it went into trending, and now other people are putting bids, because if it's trending, then you get more points, and if you get more points, you get more blur tokens, and so this is why I call it a Mexican wave, and because there's not even a normal inkling of logic to it, other than what are the whales all chasing, and because also, by the way, this is something else, Whales and dolphins in normal market conditions always control the, the markets, right? In other words, one of the whole amazing thing was that whole Robin Hood thing was the little people coming in, right, with GameStop and pumping stuff. But for the most part, big institutions are always the biggest traders and players, right? Whether for on behalf of their clients, on behalf of themselves, or a sovereign fund, that's not unusual. And similarly, whales being over here, on the contrary, we're able to see much more data. They wash trade in, in stocks all the time, but here at least we can see it. But what kept whales behaving in, in a somewhat normal way is the fact that they've got lots of money and they don't want to lose it, right? Dingling usually sits on the sideline. Matchy and Clive hardly were that active traders. Franklin was the exception. Franklin was acting like a degen with, you know, 50,000 to his name when he actually had 40 million to his name, right? The guy is extremely hardworking. The guy will put 1,700 ETH on the line to earn four ETH, right? That's not normal whale behavior, okay? 
And what has happened over here now is even though, you know, normally these whales hold an exceptional amount in some of these projects, they are now incentivized to actually be active. And so suddenly, the fact that 20 wallets, right, or 20 people are, 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 are responsible for half of the trading, that's a weird situation, right? That wasn't happening before. And so all these factors combined makes the, the whole blur situation rather unsettling. What I am busy lobbying for, because I'm actually speaking to one of the big shareholders in blur almost every day called Grantland, is I keep saying, will you please prioritize trait offers, right? Because if they can prioritize trait offers, then I can continue going about my daily business while also harvesting blur tokens for us, right? Because my daily business is putting offers on mutants, putting offers on biogenic swarms, putting offers on, right? Because I'm always looking for a trait that's undervalued or an arbitrage or something I know clients want and stuff like that. I cannot do any of that on Blur right now. I can only do floor things. So it's extremely frustrating. Uh, for myself, I am trading Blur token at the moment. Park is also watching Blur with me because he has the ability to trade Blur uh, for the DAO as well. It's one of the coins we've approved. But I am getting more into farming and things because I am starting to see trends. You know, this is the beauty of human psychology, right? There's only so many plays in the book. And as much as Franklin is amazing at, you know, playing poker, if you will, because that's what it's now amounting to, right? It's these 20 whales playing a poker tournament with each other and all of us getting kicked in the head when, they, when, when someone calls each other's bluff, right? So in other words, Franklin will literally go and watch Matchy, okay? And if he sees that Matchy is selling his ape coin and buying ETH, Franklin now knows that Matchy has maxed out his credit cards, right? That's why I posted that credit card joke. Sorry, well, your credit card is maxed out and everything is red. Because what Franklin then did was he dumped 70 apes on Matchy because he knew that Matchy would have to capitulate and sell some of them at a loss just to get some liquidity back, right? That's the games that are going on right now. Um, but thankfully, having watched this now for a couple of weeks, um, I'm able to see certain trends. So there's that aspect to it. Um, number two, we've also approved the ability to issue loans because, again, you know, loans is. is, is I just want to. Yeah. I just want to add something just to the whole blur farming thing. Um, just because we were talking about it when it was with the Puma thing. Anytime that there's a new project minting, just for a precautionary tale, be very careful when you see that floor like maintaining or rising. A lot of it is just completely farmed right now. Um, and it doesn't sustain, right? So like as soon as like if something freshly mints, it becomes trending and there will be a lot of farming on it. So just be be cautious. Sorry, go on, Dylan. Yeah, sure, exactly that. Um, to AA's point, yes, 12-fold is interesting, AA, but two things to be mentioned over there. It's the, the, the Bitcoin ecosystem is, is very difficult for us right now meaning we don't have marketplace and things like that. So we always stick to things with volume, right? This is why we're going to be approving Squiggle Chrome soon because it's got a lot of volume. Oh, sorry, we even have approved Squiggle Chromes. But the 12-fold, firstly, there's only 300 supply. That's going to be a whale game. I would be damn surprised if, the, if, if they go for any less than... I'm going to throw out a number now that the key sold. I, I would say less than... I'll be surprised if they go for less than um, 150 to 200 ETH each AA. That, that's going to be my guess for you right now. Um, it might be 80, but we're talking very serious money. I, I, yeah, I would guess north of 200 ETH actually. So yeah, we, we, we will skip on that 12-fold for now. Um, 
I will probably be doing mining with um, other side deeds uh, because again, we've approved it as a Yuga product and it, you know, there's a reason why other side keeps trending because you get points based on quantity, right? So if you think about it, if other side's floor is 1.5, you know, I might be able to get 10, right? Um, and, and get the points at least. So because we do know, by the way, we do know that if current prices are correct for Blur's token, if they maintain, um, you know, one each point is probably going to be worth something about um, someone did a whole thread on this. I'll find it for you all if you want. Somewhere between five to eleven dollars per point, right? So you know, there's a reason why the farming is happening. I mean, it is valuable, and so we will try and leverage that. And then, as I was saying, we're looking also into giving loans right now because loans we can give short-term loans of a day to a week and earn zero point one ETH, and and you know, and and there we're putting up, you know, the, the, we're getting the collateral of these Yuga assets at at 50 percent you know down payment right so in other words if they were to default that's hallelujah because then we get serious money but even if they don't default we're getting 0.1 eth to 0.2 eth depending what the terms we agree on so it's very much in our interest to give loans against dogs and mutants at this point um, i also want to bring up um what salty dog was talking to me about today salty dog asked why aren't we just holding some mutant or, or an ape and doing kind of the staking program with right and the reason is because the numbers don't make sense right now in other words if we find a situation where there's absolutely nothing for us to do yes it becomes a good option right in other words buying two mutants and and using the the bendow staking program so we don't even have to own the ape coin right we don't have to take the ape risk um, could produce us probably something like $700 a month if we did, I think, two or three mutants. Um, but that is actually fairly small money when it comes to trading because when we do do a play and it works out like, like the dogs, the two times we did dogs came out to, I think, something like, you know, $15,000, right? And that was just, you know, so when those plays do show themselves, they are fantastic. And that doesn't, that's an in and out, right? It doesn't require us to take the risk because mutants might correct by two or three ETH, right? Salty, like we, we are seeing really big swings over here based on just these, you know, you saw if for anyone who was watching, I mean, Bored Ape went from 74 ETH down to 58 ETH and then back to 70, right? I mean, that's an enormous swing in terms of ETH, dollar, ETH money, right? Similarly, mutants could have a similar situation because they are the main project being used now for blur farming. They could go from 15 ETH down to 12 ETH and then swing back again. So that swing alone, if we time it right, could be worth a lot of money. Um, but I will say this, if we do see that the market is getting boring, um, it is something on the table, Salty. As, as you said, you like that this council is always refreshing our ideas and looking what's working. It's so totally something we could come back to. Uh, and it is something that I'm watching regularly. But I think that loans is a better way to arbitrage that, right? In other words, the loans um, right now, as long as I can issue a few, I'm, I'm starting to talk to a whole bunch of people now to do regular loans with. So it is something we can do. Uh, but if we can't, we will revisit that idea. Salty, do you want to unmute yourself? Does that help? Yeah, absolutely, Dylan. Thanks. Um, thanks for the explanation. I um, yeah, I was just wanted to pick your brain about it. That's all. And um, yeah, your yeah, answer summed everything up pretty well. So yeah, thanks. Super. Yeah. No, if you're asking it, I think a lot of people are probably thinking it. I think this is this kind of market where, you know, the, when you look at regular mutual fund managers. 
two things tend to happen. You have traders who, who almost are adrenaline junkies who have to get their daily fix. In other words, their biggest danger is themselves because they tend to FOMO in when they should be sitting on the sidelines, right? That's like your, your day traders, right? They have a serious problem of just touching grass, okay? And then you have the mutual fund managers who is, I think we're much more akin to that, where they feel pressured by their kind of mandate to their, to their investors to be doing something all the time. Otherwise, people say, what are you doing? Are you just sitting in the office doing nothing? Unfortunately, it's very hard to sit and do nothing, right? Like I'm, it's frustrating. I, you know, you can hear it in Bella's voice and, and I feel the same way and Parker as well. We're all absolutely frustrated with this market because, you know, every time I look at a tra play right now, it's like, they, yeah, but it's sus. I mean, there's something very suspicious about that. So sitting on the sideline is a hard part, but this is why I like so much you know the issue of loans because there are people the volume is there right salty like every day people are still playing and a lot of them need liquidity so as long as you know the terms are good for us i.e we we are only giving 50 percent collateral i mean i would take a mutant with 50 60 percent collateral any day because i don't suspect a 40 percent collapse right like we very much believe in the yuga ecosystem right that's what you're saying as well we we, we we're long time very happy connected to the yuga ecosystem but i don't want to you know take that 10 20 percent swing i'd rather have that 40 percent or 50 percent margin of safety and as i say there's a ton of volume people are looking for liquidity because they are trying to farm so let them take the risk right um yeah awesome uh parker similarly right i mean everyone every trader i'm to, a forex person i'm talking to and you know nadia as well like everyone is no one wants to like you know <laughs> no one wants to trade i mean eddie kong's is trading but everyone else is like ah you know what do i do <laughs> Yeah, I mean that sums it up, really. No, cool. but, but yeah, we're we're taking advantage of it. So, yeah. So speaking of taking advantage of that, thank you. You just posted what I was going to ask. What are the core things we're watching at? Because I know that a lot of people are posting today that we're still feeling the pain of FTX, and that's why the market is reacting and Silvergate and you know the the kind of that bank run and stuff. What what are you feeling? What are you seeing news-wise? You know, because we obviously the graphs speak for themselves, but on a fundamental level, what, what what's really kind of causing crypto to be punished more than than the S and P right uh, now? You know, I think there's quite a few factors, but the main one was that Silvergate still not over yet. Um, I, that tweet I posted had a you know some of the other little factors as well, not to name them all, but to add to it, also Mount Gox. You know, that Bitcoin's going to hit the market at some point. That's another 142,000 Bitcoin. And then, you know, we got the hard fork Shanghai coming up for Ethereum. So don't allow anybody staking Ethereum right now to be able to unstake it at will. And that's in April. So that adds, adds to it, too. So, you know, it's really not like a black swan event here, more just a cackle of ducks or something. But, uh, well, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it sucked out close to 200 million in uh crypto in, in an hour yesterday so yeah, that's a big swing and you know that could be something to look forward to in the future if say traditionals and stocks were to liquidate you know uh, that, that could be something to consider later on but hey we were in a little bowl for a little while and now now it's either hey we're gonna settle here which i don't think we got much movement off this line today so you know be cautious with that maybe it's not going to bounce at this line 
definitely consolidating and uh, maybe look to the downside again. But hey, if you're in it now, 1560 and ETH is, uh, we'd all be happy with that 95% of the time. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. I'm well, so I was going to say, I, I did hear um, someone kind of say the same narrative that it, that it is part of the whole FDX um, and it is like a fallout and it's not done. Like, so there is speculation that there's going to be more similar Silvergate situations that roll down because it's a cascading effect of what happened. I've done no research, on, but I know I've heard. So just- yeah, it's Silvergate's not done either. It's, it's basically the backing bank for these um, few exchanges and they weren't able to file everything they needed because they don't quite understand everything that's going on there. And that's kind of the short of it. Um, so I think that was the main catalyst, but just, uh, yeah, still falling out. I mean, heck that was November. So like uh, Bella said, there's more to come. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. You know, we, it's, it's uncomfortable not being able to always bring you all positive news. I really like to be able to bring positive news all the time. I mean, but I, I think, I think one of the reasons why we, are so calm over here is because we don't let stuff bubble underneath, right? Every week we're coming to you with the reality of the market, right? Because ultimately, you know, we can't, you know, we can outperform the market, but when, you know, when there's absolute blood in the street, there's blood in the street, right? Um, and so, you know, we're trying to find these opportunities because anytime there's anytime there's serious volatility, there's pretty there's opportunity, right? Someone is going to panic today and dump some NFTs, right? Because they 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 need their liquidity. They're in a liquidity squeeze because they were leveraged on Binance and and blah 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 blah, right? We're always going to look for those opportunities. I'm sorry that you know we made money on someone else falling on the sword. It's never happy, but you know that's the reality. I mean, look at Cyrus for example. I mean that tweet blew me away someone wrote a bot and has made half a million dollars um in eth terms um just accepting uh, just just catching things that other people fat fingered right i mean you know if we keep consistent the opportunities show up right when everyone was sleeping and thought there was no opportunities right now you know we we made 12 or 11 eth on 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 dogs right so we are staying consistent and watching and that's kind of the best we can do right now but this is a a a a pretty pretty ugly market and more than more than when we hit the bear market this is a market where the bulls and the bears just can't seem to agree on anything right so you've got this tug of war feeling but yeah the likelihood right now is we're probably going lower um on on crypto um it just does seem to be that way yeah i was more optimistic this morning just maybe we'd see a balance after that steep but you know, not seeing much just sideways movement, lower volume. Yeah, it kind of gives that indication we could slip a little lower and and watch it. I mean, but you know, this this is that you know we'll catch those ranges. We'll we'll sell up, buy low, and if we don't catch it like that, then we'll trade some into something that's going to outperform. You know, maybe like a Matic or maybe even Blur that could outperform ETH and catch that ride up, and you know, keep doing that. And it's just all about collecting soldiers right now for the next actual bull run. You know, if that's twenty four, twenty five. Uh, being cautious and being right and collecting collecting our money as we can yeah yeah 
All right, let's open up to some questions. Anyone want to ask anything or, or just tell us anything or add something? I'm going to stop the formal recording now and then we can just make this, you know, an informal chat.